0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Technically Speaking. This is episode 41. My name is Nate Harris. I'm Madison Hanberry. We are finally back. It's been about a month, probably I'd say, uh, but uh, we've been busy. We had spring break because we're college students and all that stuff. But we are back. How are you doing, Matt?
1: Well, I'm doing pretty well. Except um, I'd like to set the record straight. I did not have spring break because I'm not currently taking classes. So That's don't mean true. to rain on don't mean to rain on your parade, but um, hopefully this makes your parade a little bit
0: damp, at least a little bit. Yeah. My my parade has has been a slightly moistened. Um, right. I know people hate what that. word. But... are
1: fun too? Moist.
0: Okay. Nice. Um. So, what is in the news? Well, um, right off the bat, uh, I think we
1: should talk about Facebook, right? Because okay. I mean, you are very into politics,
0: from what I remember, right? So. Yeah. Um. To be completely honest. I haven't been keeping up with the story as much. I just really haven't been invested in it too much. When I first heard about it, I was like, ooh, Facebook? Like, I was not surprised. It was it took me – I don't think anybody was really surprised that, like, no. what do you mean Facebook has all this data on us <laughs> and Facebook would sell it and monetize it? Um, of course, that's not exactly what happened. Um, so from what I understand, there was a professor at Cambridge – that it was a psychology professor that created an app called This Is Your Digital Life. Uh, it was a quiz app that you could log in with your Facebook account, uh, and you could fill out, and it would, I, I guess, give show you what your digital life is or whatever. Um, but because it interacted with Facebook, uh, it obviously had access to your Facebook data. Like a lot of things, when you sign into Facebook, it says, you know, do you give this app permission to know your – Email address and your right. online identity. The basic stuff. The basic like, stuff
1: that you generally wouldn't carry care about, other than for like, I don't know, posting yeah. links.
0: So this was back in 2014, and apparently at that time, uh, as far as I can tell, it's been changed since then. But back at that time, Facebook's uh, was a lot more. Facebook was a lot more looser with what data you could get uh, from an individual user. You know, if you if. An app is given access to your Facebook account, what that app could access. Um, and in fact, while only about 270,000 people downloaded and used this app, um, because of their network of friends, this app was able to collect data not only on the people who used it, but on those people's friends on Facebook. And so this professor was able to collect data on about 50 million Facebook users. And then um, so there was uh, the issue of people were, of course, upset about how that was even allowed. Um, I think I heard that Facebook may have even helped the professor uh, and kind of let him know that, like, hey, you can access this and kind of push him to know that, like, you know, you could get this and this and this. Because I think the professor was after was after this data um, mm-hmm. for research purposes, I believe. But he then violated the terms of, ag- terms of service when he uh, – shared this data with a um, data mining and analytics company called Cambridge Analytica. Yep. This this firm then, and this is, I think, where a lot of people are outraged because of the current political environment, is this firm then allegedly worked with uh, the Trump campaign to kind of profile voters. Um, not to say that because of this... Is why Donald Trump won the presidential election or anything like that, but I think that's why a lot of people are particularly outraged about this one is because it ties back to the president and he's right. vastly unpopular right now. Um, yeah, no kidding. I mean, I even have like, um, I my manager is
1: a staunch Republican and he's like, okay, we need a new president. <laughs> so I
0: think I have uh I have spoken actually with um uh, two a couple um computer science professors here at the university of georgia about this specifically about kind of data mining um and security and what this means um and they were talking about how and mark zuckerberg came out with an apology in a couple different newspapers um and in it he said you know they're doing a full review of how this could have happened they've changed the process uh so you know No longer can apps access data of friends of people as opposed to – they can only access that user as opposed to the friends' data. Right, Um, which
1: it should have never had in the first place, let let me mind you. To Um, be honest, yeah, it should have. If the user gives explicit permission by clicking that button saying, yes, this app has access to my information, then that's totally fine. But you cannot just – Give away other people's data when they didn't even consent to such. It's not like there was a button saying, hey, if you friend this person, then they can see all your data and then other people can use it on your behalf.
0: Yeah. Right. And in the apology, uh, Zuckerberg said that uh, there are probably others out there. Um, and that uh, the computer science professors I was talking to completely agreed. This is definitely, this may be the one that's kind of the big one that's come out to light, but this is for certain certainly not the only potentially not the only app that has accessed facebook data in this way yeah, before it's not an isolated incident by it's me. not an isolated incident and actually more we we have a history of facebook doing this type of stuff you know we have evidence uh, a while ago there were facebook was turning on if you had the facebook app installed on your phone facebook was turning your phone's microphone on to collect buzzwords around you to better um you know better gear or your ad profile um, came out that right around the same time that Facebook has been scraping data um, from Android users. So like if you have your text messages routed through Messenger, it's been scraping your phone calls and it's been scraping Mm -hmm. your messages for years. That's something I'd like to touch on. So not only that, but it's also been come out that they have um,
1: any phone calls you've made through Messenger have been recorded, logged in their entirety. Right? So... What the hell? Like, they, they've got potentially extremely private information that they've just been saving for future use.
0: Potentially, yeah. Um, though to be fair, who uses Messenger to make phone calls? I mean, I did today, but it was because I didn't have the guy's actual uh-huh. phone number. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think I've made three phone calls through Facebook Messenger. I just get their, I just call them over the actual phone number. I don't,
1: right. Don't... Well, well, those are three calls that they now have access to in their archives, and they shouldn't have access to any of them.
0: And when Facebook Messenger first came out with the ability to route your messages through it, I was really incentivized by their – I was really like – I like their chat heads. They're kind of floating chat head icons yeah, you could do fun. on Android, and I was like, that's really cool. I want to do it. But even I at the time was like, oh, I'm not routing my text messages through Facebook. That's stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, most people aren't that smart. Especially if you consider like people who are most active on Facebook. We're talking like teenagers who just want to be cool and popular, and they're like, "Ooh, I can use stickers." You know, you better now, believe I'm gonna do
0: that. Now I think, I think people would. I, well, I was talking to the journal I was talking to the professors about this. I think most people probably understand that Facebook google twitter all these you know free social media and and web uh, platforms um if you're not paying for them they're making their <laughs> money off of your data selling you ads right. facebook it's, ads it's... google ads twitter ads they make yeah, their it... money off of collecting your data with what you do on the platform and selling it to ad companies so the i, I think this is where it might get a little bit out of proportion blown out of proportion the idea that Facebook is collecting your data you should know that most people I would think do know that Facebook is then turning around and selling that data now granted it's probably anonymized and nobody really can connect it back to you it's certainly not being used oh, for I, I
1: wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate to think that it could be traced back to you
0: well okay um... it probably could be traced back to you but it it's an ad and I don't know I think what the main outrage like I said about this one is that it got sold ag- Granted, it did violate the terms of services, but nobody can really do anything about that, you know.
1: Yeah, it's it's like they can violate the terms of service, but if you have no real protection in place preventing them from doing so, then you shouldn't be giving that data away in the first place. You need to figure out another way to make money. Yeah, or, or revise your terms of use.
0: And I was talking to uh, I was talking to the professors about uh, the research that they do and that graduate students do with social media platforms. Um, and because this was a I, – I don't know what caused the professor to f- decide to sell this data to the firm. I'm sure the firm pra- paid a pretty penny for it. Um, but you know this happens all the time. There are researchers out there that for the most part are, are using tools and, and programs to scrape data from Facebook and from Twitter. So it's not just Twitter and Facebook, the companies themselves selling your data, but it's other people, researchers – Scraping mm-hmm. data from these platforms because anybody can go and find your Facebook page. Any and as long as it's public, anybody can go find your Twitter feed. Anybody right. can, you know. Google is a little different,
1: but and you you know you know um the outcry has been so large that there have actually been projects uh, out there to sever your ties to Facebook. Like you can still use it, but it won't collect any of your data. For example, Firefox built in to Firefox is now a container specifically for Facebook that prevents that network of information from getting leaked essentially. And I don't know, I'd like to speak a little bit further. How on does this that work?
0: How you've seen it? I I saw about it, I first thought it was a plug in no, I think I first saw somebody post like a chrome plugin that was like a way to delete yeah. your Facebook data, but it specifically said like this doesn't use any Facebook APIs, which I immediately thought like probably don't trust this if it doesn't use any Facebook APIs because it's probably using some hacky method and I wouldn't trust just some third-party app with the well, login I'm not, information. I'm not entirely
1: I'm not entirely sure how the Firefox implementation works, but the gist of it is that like you can still use the login functionality that many sites require, but what you can't do or what Facebook can't do in the background is it can't track what websites you're going to. It can't track what you're buying. It can't track Uh, what your messages are. It it isolates your data within that use case. Like when you explicitly call the Facebook API, then it gets your data. Uh, Okay. So it's a more responsible, it's basically what it should have been from the beginning. So that's it's, it's not like Facebook doesn't provide a valuable service. Many sites use it for authentication because it's a safer way to get people uh, to have an account on their website. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's important to realize that, and I think maybe this is a public service announcement, but like earlier you said that all these services are free, but they have to be making money somehow. Well, if you think about it, they're not really free. There is a cost, there's an implicit cost. And in that case it is your freedom. You need to take that into account, no matter what you do. Keep in mind, there's no free lunch in the world, and you know that's something that you agreed to the second
0: you signed up for it. This Facebook API is, or this Facebook container is interesting. I'm assuming it's purely in response to this, but they don't Mm -hmm. have that for how long until they have that for Twitter, for Google, for Amazon, for all those other services that are for sure tracking what websites you go to. I mean, granted. I anticipate that this very plugin will
1: probably be generalized to not just social media sites, but every outlet of information.
0: Possibly, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, I I have not joined the delete Facebook hashtag group. Um, you know, I I know what I know. Facebook is collecting my data. Um, I know. Uh. And I guess perhaps I'm a bit more advanced user I know first off where to go look at what apps are using my Facebook data granted I haven't I know there's been a big push everybody's like everybody go to this section of your Facebook account and see what apps are connected to your Facebook account Um, I don't think I've done that for Facebook recently I know I did that for Google a while ago just because I was setting up a new phone and at the same time, it showed me like all the apps that have access to my Google account. And I think I deleted some that were old. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of apps and a lot of websites have signing with Google, signing with Facebook, and you're giving them access to your data. Um, and so, yeah, people just need to be careful with that. Um, but at the same time, I, I, what the professors were trying to get across was also that you know, people can find out your Facebook data without needing you to give them explicit permission because, you know, a Facebook page is publicly on the Internet, a Twitter account or, a, a, you know, it's publicly on the Internet. And researchers all the time have developed tools to scrape that data uh, to for various research, uh, various research uh, projects. So right. and for
1: that very reason. Obviously, don't share anything too personal on the internet. Yeah, doesn't matter if it's in on social networks. Doesn't matter if it's on an anonymous forum. Once you put it up there, it's there forever.
0: Yeah. Okay. I know that's the hot topic of has been the hot topic of this week. But what else is going on, Matt? You wanted to talk about cryptocurrency. Yeah. So um,
1: I'm sure everyone knows that uh, as of right now, cryptocurrency has tanked. So I'm an investor (laughs) in Ethereum, right? So Uh um, like, it seems like two weeks ago, it was up to like $800 a coin, right? But now it's down significantly. I think last time I checked, it was like 500, maybe even lower. Um, And you know, I'm actually kind of happy about that because there's a correlation. I have a theory about this. Let me rant for a little bit. So it's not a coincidence that... um, Maybe some of you who have watched um, John Oliver, right, last week tonight, Um, he has actually significant influence because people who generally can think coherently and understand his coherent arguments uh, are pretty persuaded by what he says. And you might think that people investing in cryptocurrency could probably fall into that demographic because they're trying to make a buck in what seems like an intelligent way. Well, he totally slammed that entire facet of the market in uh his last episode about cryptocurrency and i'm not kidding you within hours of the premiere even like the next day that's when you started to see this drastic decline and the reason i'm happy about this is because like the pattern is so evident it's not even funny how easy it's gonna be to like climb back in and make a quick buck but you know that's just my prediction you really can't say for certain how these things are gonna go um I think I'm a bit biased, though, because uh, I actually have a um, side job. I think I was telling you about
0: that, right, Nate? Uh, no, you were not. I was not telling you about the side job. Oh, you Well, uh, you mean briefly before this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> Yeah, but would you like to share it with the audience? No. 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 Okay, yes, yeah, but your side, cool side job. One. You've told me about <laughs> okay. your side job.
1: My side job um, is basically that I'm taking all the information I can and selling it to Facebook no i'm just joking my actual side job i didn't know you
0: went to cambridge
1: (laughs) well now you know no what i'm actually doing is i'm taking the rarest pepes i can find online and i'm making a cryptocurrency around that now i think this will really legitimize the currency as a whole and show people that we're that's also not what i'm doing so um what i am doing is i'm actually just designing a website for my friend and um essentially they've got a startup that is like a hedge fund for cryptocurrency and uh, what that was your response That sounds illegal. Yeah, it does sound illegal. And you know what? I think it's maybe some aspects should be illegal. But right now, it's not illegal because the regulations are just non-existent on cryptocurrency. Other than the fact that you have to um, pay taxes whenever you exchange it or cash out to actual currency. But um I don't know. What are your thoughts on the subject? Why do you think it's so illegal?
0: Why? um Just because I watched the John Oliver thing. That's really it. Yeah. I don't really? think... Uh, I, was, I had seen that episode before. And then I was watching it with my parents about a week later. And uh, my mom was asleep, but my dad was watching it with me. And if you haven't seen the episode, this may not make sense, but there's a part in the episode when John is talking about... Or showing like a YouTube clip of people basically doing a pump and dump scheme where they... Uh, people can join them on like a, a Telegram or Telegraph or I don't know what the service is, um, channel and learn what coin uh they're gonna invest in. So everybody can invest in that coin, um, and then once everybody's invested, the company will promote uh the coin on social media and social media outlets for like six hours to get it to really grow in popularity, mm-hmm. and then uh. And then everybody can, everybody that originally bought the coin can like sell at the end of the day and make a huge profit. So, um, and that's a pump and dump scheme, which is illegal, <laughs> or or the yeah. like, like the with stocks. It is yeah, with stocks that's illegal, um, and there's there's regulations against that. There's not against cryptocurrencies. So I guess that's what right. I say when that sounds sounds illegal. It's just hedge fund already sounds like I don't it's, hedge fund already it's, sounds it's sketchy. Not. I, I mean, mix... a hedge
1: fund—a hedge fund is quite differently if you're thinking about it in a,
0: a strict sense, right? That's true. Like, right. So, um, but I think when you throw in cryptocurrency into anything, it sounds sketchy.
1: Yeah, just because it can't be tracked or whatnot. But I was um, actually—I um, I was very careful because I've been approached um, by many people like this in the past, and this one seemed. Um, the safest because they kind of adhere to existing regulations that, you know, exist to protect us from stock market crashes. And it's just a matter of time before this is regulated, in my opinion. Um, So the fact that it would comply with those existing standards made me feel a lot more comfortable participating in it, a lot more ethical for sure, Uh, because they don't participate in pump and dump schemes. It's basically just like a diversified portfolio that you don't have to manage yourself. That's what a hedge fund is. If you boil it down. I see yeah But um, I mean, yeah, I'm making a website for it. so.
0: So how are uh, you happy that everybody is that the market is tanking if you're invested in it?
1: Oh, I, I have a minimal amount of investment in it and I bought it when it was really cheap. So as soon as it dips below the price that I bought it at, which I think should be any day now, I'm just gonna buy more. And of course, it might keep dipping, but I mean, in my, I truly think that in the long run, like if you think of this as a long term investment, you can't go wrong. I mean, I guess
0: is, yeah, this yeah, is where it's going. Buy low, sell high. Um, yeah. And I get, that's fine. I mean, I don't have anything against cryptocurrency. I, I keep I actually track Bitcoin. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember back, I remember back. This feels like the, the Roomba. This is I remember back in like 2011, like 2012, as in like 10th mm-hmm. or 11th grade in high school, and people were, like. I heard about Bitcoin, but it was like thirty or forty bucks each, yeah. um, and I was, I was like, like, "That's
1: too expensive. I can't afford that."
0: Yeah, and they were like talks of like Bitcoin ATMs, and this sounded really weird. And then in, I got in college, and freshman year, the coin. I knew a friend who had a Bitcoin. I don't know what he's done with it yet since, um, but like his grandparents bought him a Bitcoin or something. Um, and at that time, Bitcoin was like two hundred bucks, and I wish I had invested. Yeah. Because yeah, I was,
1: when it hit 200 bucks, I was like, it can't just keep going up. I just don't understand. Well, that's when it's I first, I actually
0: set up, I started tracking Bitcoin prices day over day. So I have like a list going back for four years of the, the daily Bitcoin price. And it's just astonishing to see it just jump up immediately. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, it's probably stupid of me to invest in one right now. No, not just Bitcoin, but any cryptocurrency. Um, but I don't have a problem with it. I agree with what John Oliver ultimately gets at in his episode is that like you can invest. There's nothing wrong with investing, but like only invest what you're comfortable with losing.
1: Yeah. And that's how it goes as with it, any type of yeah. investment.
0: Yeah. As it goes with anything. So, um, I guess if you're fine with losing, how much did you pay for your coin?
1: Oh, I paid 150 for the amount that I, I bought. Okay. And, well... um, yeah i i pretty much in a matter of like after i bought it it i ended up having like five times as much as i initially invested
0: Hmm. well yeah and now
1: it's going back down which is fine i've been waiting for that because hell no i I wasn't planning on selling it because i'm thinking of this as more of a long-term investment and i wanted to buy more but there's no way in hell i was going to buy
0: it when it was at a thousand dollars (sighs) yeah So yeah, that, that's my thoughts on cryptocurrency. Basically, no thoughts. Yeah. Um, so, it's been two weeks since uh, I had spring break. You didn't have spring break. And uh, over spring break, I finally got my parents set up on cord cutting. Which, you said guess- earlier before the podcast, you don't know what cord cutting is?
1: I've got no idea what you're talking about. I feel like you're you're just... Trying to I'm not. Further I'm forward. not BSing you. Cord, cord cutting, you know cutting the about. cutting
0: the cable cord, uh, going to all streaming, oh, not paying okay. for cable.
1: Well, um, well, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm a nerd, so I gotta be technical, all right? The cord that you use for internet is often <laughs> the same cord you use for TV. Just saying.
0: That <laughs> is true. Uh, <laughs> but I guess technically uh there's one cord that is going into the cable box and another cord is going into the router so they cut well they didn't actually like physically cut it but they they stopped paying for cable they went to an all streaming setup so mm-hmm. uh i have set my parents up with uh i've been researching this for the past couple of months uh ever since they really kind of showed initial interest into it and i decided like yeah i'll help you out i'll research into it And so i convinced them to do it um I haven't heard any complaints. It's been two weeks, and I think everything's fine. Um, so they have uh, they have four uh, a- uh, Amazon Fire TVs. Well, they got three Amazon Fire TV sticks, and then they actually have a 4K TV in their bedroom, so I got them a 4K, the 4K Amazon Fire TV up there. Um, so they have those on the TVs all around the house uh, as opposed to cable boxes. Um they already paid for Netflix. Um they are borrowing my Hulu account. Um I got them signed up with PlayStation View. I use Sling here, but I feel PlayStation View is probably better for them because it has local channels. Mm. Um so it's got the local Atlanta ABC, NBC, CBS and Fox, which is really nice because they can actually watch local news as well as get those channels. Um because if they got Sling, they would I think it's kind of weird there's two packages and you could combine the two packages. Um, but you would only get, um, NBC and CB, NBC and Fox, uh, ABC and CBS would be separate. So like they would need the CBS all access. It'd be, uh, it'd be a lot more of a mess. So I got a PlayStation
1: now, for you. Cable companies are also starting, um, streaming services, right. Where you can pay per channel and just stream it. Yes. Now I'm not a fan. I like how you can buy smaller packages for a cheaper price, but. I'm not a fan because if you want all the channels, it's basically the same exact price. Except this time, you
0: can't have a cable
1: box. So I think it's actually a worse deal. What's your opinion on that?
0: Uh, Possibly a worse deal. It depends on the price. Um, my parents are paying... Uh, Ooh, I got some products a low price. Cool. That's not what I'm tracking. No oh, product. I see. Never mind. I just discovered Camel, Camel, Camel. Uh, what is that? it is basically a product, a, a price tracker for Amazon products. Cool. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, so, uh, I got them set up on PlayStation view because PlayStation view, they're paying, uh, and that's the thing, the pricing didn't work out exactly as much. So they're not saving as much as I originally, uh, told them they would because some prices popped up here and there. Um, but they're paying forty-five bucks a month for PlayStation View, um, which gets them pretty much every channel they could want, um, except uh, they are paying fifteen bucks extra for HBO. So they're really paying sixty bucks a month. Um, they don't get like they don't get Viacom channels, so they don't have they don't really care about Nickelodeon. But they don't get Comedy Central or MTV, um, and then uh, they don't have Stars either. But I told them between Netflix. Amazon Video, Hulu, and uh, on-demand stuff through PlayStation View, they should probably be able to find any movie they want. If not, I have given them access to my Plex library, which I don't know if I mentioned I got up and running on an Unraid server. I'll yeah, talk you talk tell that. Me that. Okay, cool. cool. So that's up and running, and I gave them access to that. So they should be able to find pretty much any movie they'd want because um, is basically just plays a bunch of movies. They don't have any original content like HBO. So they're paying sixty bucks for that. They're paying, you know, Netflix, but they were paying that before, so that's not really an additional cost that they weren't paying before. Um, they're getting Hulu through me, so they're not actually really paying for that. Um, they're paying for PlayStation View, which I'm actually borrowing, um, even though I pay for Sling myself. Uh, my mom already has Prime, um, and they already have an Amazon Echo. We got them another one, so they can actually voice control the living room TV and their bedroom TV using the Amazon Echo, which. I think my mom likes, um, and yeah, I think I think I got them all set up on it, and they it seems to be working fine. Um, I had to make some adjustments. To, we had to buy, so we ditched cable and we bought an internet only package, and I boosted them up. Uh, they were getting 105 down now; they're getting 150 down. Um, the pricing of that is far more than I originally budgeted because uh, Comcast is like stupid with their pricing. Like I thought it was gonna. That? Well, I thought it was going to be sixty five, and it said like sixty five for like the first twelve months, or whatever. And so they're not new customers, so I expected okay, it might be a little more, it might be seventy five or whatever. But the way it works at the way it works at X, uh, X, sorry Xfinity apparently is that uh, the base package twenty or twenty five megabytes down um, is sixty five bucks, mm-hmm. and then which is garbage, and then. You pay uh, additional for certain boost, so they pay sixty-five bucks just to get twenty megabytes down. They then pay now an additional forty bucks a month to get a hundred and fifty down. So they're paying a hundred and like a hundred and ten a month to get a uh, hundred and fifty megabytes down, which like. That's stupid. That's stupid. Like, it's just a I stupid mean, pricing I mean, model. Like, why
1: do they need 150
0: down? To be honest, just they probably don't. Stuff? Uh, you know, just the two of them. That's probably fine. I just wanted to make sure that they had no issues. Um, because I'm not there to check anything to make sure everything. You know, I, I stayed with them. I had it set up, and I was there helping them flesh it out. Um, over the weekend before I came back to school, um, I made some modifications to our actual internet router. Um, to prioritize uh, the fire sticks over other devices. Um, I made some modifications to turn on, I can't remember what the setting is, but basically prioritizing uh, video streaming um, and and media streaming over other network traffic. So to kind of make sure that, like, those things don't ever crap out, because I know if they crap out, I'm going to get a phone call. That was what I was really worried about, because I had expected, I had... I actually went out of town for spring break. Like I went to my house, my parents' house for a couple, for a day. Then I went over to California with my girlfriend and I came back. And so I basically had the first weekend and the second weekend at my parents' house. So the first weekend I set up the fire TV in their living room, but, uh, they had gone off to bed. So I really didn't get a chance to explain it to them, how it works. And then I left. And, um, I had set up, like, a seven-day free trial for PlayStation View, but they didn't get a chance to use it because they didn't know how to use it. So then when I came back, I set them up on another seven-day free trial for PlayStation View, and, um, you know, I guess I had kind of expected that I was going to get them set up that first weekend, go out of town, and they try that entire week, and then come back, and we, you know, debrief and talk about if it's something they want to pursue. I was going to give them a chance to demo it. But because the timeline didn't work like that, and basically I had the whole thing set up... Um, That weekend, they kind of went just whole hog. Like in 48 hours, they basically just like agreed to what I was saying and was like, yeah, let's go get the devices. Let's get them all set up. Let's go ahead and return all the uh, cable equipment. Let's go ahead and cancel our cable subscription. Let's go ahead and boost up our internet package. Let's go ahead and get everything set up. And so they just went full. They just like dove right in within 48 hours. And so I was so concerned that I was going to leave on Sunday and by like Tuesday or Wednesday, they're going to call me and say, like, this isn't working. It's terrible. And they're going to be really upset. And I know that if if something went wrong, they would lose trust in me uh, and my, you know, they would not like, geez, Nate, you want to talk about it? I mean, well, it's... I was just afraid they'd be like <laughs> they would be like they wouldn't be willing to give it another shot. Uh, You know, yeah. any anything that went wrong they would immediately be agitated by especially my mom um would immediately agitate her um already she was uh, you know she was having some issues with Netflix or whatever because she was just having some issues navigating the Netflix UI um so I kind of had to walk her through all that type of stuff and so I was spending the last weekend getting all this thing set up and just like praying that when I left it didn't crap and all go to hell um it apparently yeah. hasn't so far uh, something happened where um their pl- their PlayStation free trial PlayStation view free trial uh, expired and it didn't automatically go to a new, to their full service that they start paying for. So I had to go into their account and actually start their service. Um, yeah. but that was last week. I haven't heard anything since. So I, I'm assuming that everything's gone well so far. Um, so as far as I can tell, <laughs> because they haven't told me, uh, cutting has gone well for them so far. Um, so, yeah, uh, I gave them 150 down because 2 they've got four streaming devices. There's only two of them, so they, at any time there would only be two TVs realistically on and streaming. That should be right. fine. But when my brother and I come back, specifically when I come back and have, like, a Google Home and a laptop and my phone and all these other network-attached de- devices and I'm running a Raspberry Pi or all this type of stuff, the network could slow down a little bit. Um, and I just – I'm preparing more for that. Um, but I just wanted to give them plenty of, of leeway and make sure that, like, they didn't ever run into any issues. Right. Um, so, ultimately, the price – sorry, were you going to say something? Yeah, I forgot. All right, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> the price uh, – I'd originally anticipated that they were going to cut their cable bill – their total monthly bill. Oh, I also um, convinced them to go with a new modem um, because what they had from Xfinity was uh, a cable modem combo. And they could have just gone and gotten a new modem, um, but you know, a modem's like ten or eleven bucks a month from Xfinity, that's and ridiculous. so I, yeah, so I convinced my dad. I was like, "You look, you can go out and get like sixty dollar modem, um, the sixty dollar modem that I bought, um, and it'd be you know more than fine." And that's only you know within six months, it's paid itself off. Um, mm. He went with that's a lot better. He went with a hundred dollar modem, I guess for security' sake,s but still, within a year, that thing's paid itself off um so yeah well no a hundred dollars yeah
1: 10 months yeah 10 months yeah i I mean like and if they do have any problem like usually unplugging it and plugging it back in fixes it yeah i've actually toyed with the thought of like um creating a panic button for like my family members (laughs) because you have no idea how many times i've just had to like instruct them on how to turn it off and on again like like seriously, just have this thing like hooked up to a Raspberry Pi Zero or something, and it's just a button, right? And when you press the button, it telnets into your um, it telnets into your router, and it just resets it. That's all you need. <laughs> oh, uh, you mean like so they can? Uh, fi- oh, that could work. So th- they could just like they're like, oh no, it's not working. Panic! Wait two minutes. All right, it's fixed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah that could work too. Yeah. Um, I might yeah I might work on that over the summer. Um. But yeah, so as far as uh, I was thinking their cable bill was going to, they were going to cut their bill from, uh, you know, obviously they had to buy all the fire sticks and all that type of stuff, which would cost about 200 bucks. And then I didn't expect them to buy a modem and all that stuff. So they probably invested probably about 300 bucks uh, just in the technology, um, which is the, uh, and then they bought like some remote add-ons. So they may have paid more of like 350 um, which is about what their cable bill was. I think every month they were paying about three hundred bucks. Um, and my original estimation was, uh, you know, you'd have to lay down about three hundred bucks in buying all the equipment, but uh, month over month, uh, every month your actual charges for PlayStation View combined, PlayStation View, uh, Netflix and Hulu and all that type of stuff would come out to about one hundred and fifty, um, and in an internet package, um. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they spent a little bit more on the devices than I anticipated. They spent uh, – the internet ended up costing a little bit more than they anticipated – than I anticipated. Uh, they threw in $15 for HBO, but they're not paying for Hulu. So the whole total cost came out a little bit more. So as opposed to – you know, I think what I was able to convince them – partially what I was able to convince them is I was saying, like, look, you can turn your $300 a month bill into about 120 or $130 a month. Um, but now their bill is out to closer to about – 190 a month. So really, well, they're only saving... To be fair, they're saving over $100. That's the thing. My mom was like, we're not saving all that much. Well, you're not saving as much as we were anticipated, but you're still saving 100 bucks a month. You're still saving $1,200 a year. Um, yeah, and and maybe they decide they don't want all of those services.
1: Like, I get by perfectly fine on Hulu and Netflix. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're traditional TV watches, so they probably would like playstation view my mom really doesn't use netflix all that much i don't think um and well, aside maybe from like she get rid of that and aside from maybe well i mean i use it so i'm glad she pay, they pay for it uh-uh. <laughs> um my mom has prime i don't think she uses any of the prime streaming services but you know two-day shipping and i think she discovered that she can have prime she has prime music on her amazon echoes so i think that was another thing buying the fire stick specifically um, she already had an Amazon Echo, but now that she has the Fire Stick, she's just more engrossed, and she has more of a reason to use the Alexa. I thought I triggered mine; I didn't. So I think she just has she's just further into the Amazon ecosystem now, and so she, like, she has a reason to use the Echo, and now that she's got the Fire Stick, so she's just kind of all in on that stuff. Which I could go off probably on another podcast about how I thought. I'll talk about it in a later podcast. Little tease for next week, maybe. I thought Google Home was going to be so much better than Amazon, but I have to admit, what, it's been two years? It's been a year and a half? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Amazon is just better than Google Home. I'll admit it. Like, I really love Google, but... That's
1: fine and dandy, Nate, but we have to also come to terms with the fact that they both suck. And that's not to say they won't get better, and Amazon is certainly better than Google, but they're both pretty close to useless in my opinion.
0: I guess... We can talk about this now if you want. I, I just wasn't going to.
1: Yeah, well, we can talk about it later. I mean, okay. I feel like I'm starting a flame war over here. All right, if you hate me, be sure to subscribe. There's plenty more to be uh, hateful about in the future. I don't even think you can subscribe. I don't know. Maybe uh, all the services we post to.
0: Yeah, you can you can uh sub- subscribe and on Google yeah. Play Music, on iTunes, on. Can, can the comment? i don't know uh right, can, i don't think google comment... play has a way of commenting itunes has a way of commenting but i've never checked our All itunes right. comments
1: well if you can comment go ahead and feel free to call me a dickwad or a douche eater or something like that um and you know just like track me
0: down and harass me it's fine i'm gonna check do we have any comments on technically speaking on itunes uh customer ratings we have not received enough ratings to display an average for this podcast that doesn't mean we haven't received any ratings it's just it we have not received mean, enough it ratings
1: doesn't, it doesn't mean we've received any ratings either
0: uh but yeah there i don't see any uh i probably i'd probably have to go into the back end cuz as an administrator or whatever look at the whatever anyway
1: so no, right.
0: I, I apparently we we don't have any uh Ra- reviews. Rate us
1: five stars if you think I'm a dick. Should I say like more <laughs> controversial and in raging things? Uh sure. Why not? Right, I think we so... have the explicit tag on. Alright. Fuck ity fuck, 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 fuck. Alright, now it definitely has to be on. So <laughs> Alrighty. Um, <sighs> Yo, so, all anyway. those
0: all those darn you know, twelve-year-olds that were listening to the technically speaking podcast. If,
1: if you're if you're under fifteen, you're just a bunch of varmints. You hear me? Just a bunch of varmints.
0: Varm? What are you?
1: So you Yosemite Sam? I'm, I was listen. I was born and raised in Georgia. I am getting
0: in tune with my inner redneck. You're just you're all a bunch of varmints. Alrighty then. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, you're talking about subscribing. Does that mean this podcast is over?
1: Well, if you want it to be.
0: I mean, if you um, want it to be. I think. Right. Those I mean,
1: the... go, go ahead and wrap it up. I'm going to
0: keep rambling about varmints. All right, you keep talking about varmints. Well, my yeah, name is Nate Harris. I, uh, if you would like to follow Don't me on Twitter, <laughs> this is Jesus so distracting. Dude, I mean, like, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, please do listen, so, at N with an 8, N-W-I-T-H-A-N, the number 8. And if you go there, you could probably see that the UGA SGA results are posted. So yay, congratulations to SGA, whatever. Matt.
1: Oh, yeah? What's Are up? Are you done rambling? Yeah, I'm I'm just seething now. I've moved on past the rambling stage.
0: Okay, well, through your seething, could you explain how people can get in touch with you?
1: You <sighs> do this every week, Nate. Every week. Alright, you can just email me at mhanberry1 at gmail.com. That's it. That's my email. That's my personal email. You
0: all have it now. Send me hate mail. See you guys later. Okay, because to be fair, what we've had so far <laughs> has been your <laughs> research website. <So> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that has been your contact link. Um, I'm not going to change that in just because I don't want to have to type a new thing. So I'm just going to keep putting your research website. But yeah, go f- go uh, email him at, uh, what was it? mhanberry1 at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Send, send Matt some hate mail. Um, yeah. I know I am going That's to. Are you guys. Alright. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See you next week. Goodbye. I was hit with a panda.